Magavanin and Suilade to all my elf friends. I am a little stuffy Middle Earth elf this morning. <laughs> Please stay tuned for KUCI's What Would Arwen Do? KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming live at KUCI.org. KUCI, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. That enchanting music from Howard Shore, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring Award, Academy Award winning music. And of course, we just had the Academy Awards last weekend, and we'll have a little talk about that with uh, Milo, my Hobbit co-host. Milo, good morning. Good morning, Tani. How are you today? Well, uh, this morning, the elf is a little bit... um, a little bit under the weather, which is an, rather unusual for elves, even modern-day elves, but uh, it does happen, And um, but it's okay. I feel wonderful. I just sound a little stuffy. <laughs> yeah, you, you look great, as oh. usual. You have that special jewel around your neck. Yes, it's a leaf of Lothlorien. <laughs> and uh, we will be talking about another, another thing from Lothlorien later. Absolutely. So, uh, in case you are just tuning in, this is What Would Arwen Do? Currently on every other Friday morning, um, alternating weeks with Phenomenal Woman. And uh, I just want to do a little plug here, Milo, for our listeners to let them know that we have a new uh, quarter of programming coming up starting uh, the very end of March, March 29th. And the wonderful thing about KUCI, besides the fact that we are all volunteers here, and we get to just uh, share wonderful music and, uh, I believe, some of the most interesting public affairs uh, programming uh, on to be heard anywhere. That's but, for sure. <laughs> but besides that, we have a new quarter that starts each, uh, you know, with, with the quarters that correspond to UCI, and uh, our programming very often changes. We will be expanding our public affairs programming to... Um, Currently, it's from 8 to 10 in the morning and uh, 1 or 2 on the weekend, but we are going to be expanding to 4 to 6 in the afternoons. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. It is exciting. And uh, we may be uh, moving to a new time slot. So very often during, in, when the quarters come around because of people's uh, work and school schedules change and things like that, uh, programming, in case you are fam- um Love some of some program and you tune in uh, in April and you don't find it. Please check our website at KUCI.org to uh, see what that perhaps it's not gone. It's just moved to another time slot and we might be moving to a new time slot. But regardless of time slot, you can always catch the po- podcast later Absolutely. at KUCITalk.org or you can go to iTunes and search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and you'll see the podcast there, What Would Arwen Do? Yes, thank you for mentioning that. So that's exciting things coming up for KUCI. And um, in case you are just tuning in and wondering what in the world is this all about, this is the show where uh, I ask, we ask, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Orange County, California, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? Which is a very good question. I like to ask, what would Arwen do? Arwen, in case you don't know, was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, which was a magical place of healing lore and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. And Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, and I believe she was an archetypal woman, that she uh, um, represented uh, everything that was high and noble, uh, courageous, wise, beautiful. She had a great sense of humor. And um, so Arwen was um, a, a princess, 
an elf princess, and I believe that princesses nowadays get a little bit of a bad rap, but that's because there's the shadow side and there's the light side. And Arwen was a princess of the light. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias wrote, in his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien in Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. So I believe that this, quote, elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. So uh, this morning we have some wonderful things to share with you. Of course, we always like to have our Hobbit and um, and Elf Adventure Reports. So I know, Milo, you have a wonderful adventure report to share with us. Um, let's, let us start with your uh, little adventure last weekend. Oh, my gosh. I had to go to the movies you last had to. weekend. Oh, my gosh. You know, we both love the fantasy writing of J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm. who was a professor in England. Well, there was another professor in England before J.R.R. Tolkien by the name of Charles Dodson. Ah. And he wrote a book called Alice in Wonderland, but he used a pen name, mm-hmm. Lewis Carroll. Yes. And last weekend, a new film version of that, and there are many, many film versions of Alice in Wonderland, Mm -hmm. many, dating all the way back to the silent era. I've been looking so forward to this one, uh, because this is is the first one done in 3D as well, right? The first one that I know of that was done in some way, in some form of 3D. Mm -hmm. And actually, the film was filmed flat, as we say. It was Mm -hmm. filmed with 2D camera, and then in post-production, using the magic of the Disney special effects technicians. It was transformed from two dimensions to three dimensions. Mm. But during the filming, Tim Burton, the wonderful director, Mm -hmm. the wonderful person who made so many wonderful films, Mm -hmm. Mars Attacks, uh, Ed Wood. um, That Halloween, that funny Halloween one. And, well, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, which is one of my favorite films of all time. He was the inspiration and the guiding light, the producer of it. Actually, Henry Selleck directed it, but Mm -hmm. it was really Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, he directed this film, and it is really marvelous. I went to the first showing on the first day it was released. (laughs) And so, directed by Tim Burton, we have a film that is just a marvelous retelling, not really retelling of the Alice in Wonderland. This is special because Linda Wolverton, the screenplay writer, Mm -hmm. uh, she who is famous for having written the screenplays for Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and Mulan, three really excellent Disney animated films, especially Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. which until this year was the only animated film ever nominated for a Best Picture at the Oscars. But Linda Wolverton came up with an idea where Alice is older. Instead of nine, she is now 19 years old. Oh. And as beautifully embodied by the young Australian actress Mia Wasikowska, she is just uh, a very sort of serious young lady. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give away anything. I don't want to talk about the plot. But the plot is not from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Alice Through the Looking Glass. So it has a little sub-story plot. Kind it, of like uh, in what James Cameron did in the Titanic, where we have that beautiful love story that unfolds during the sinking of the ship. Exactly right. And this film is exactly in that fashion. And by the way, there's another connection with uh, that film. Because I haven't seen it yet. Now, another connection is, of course, they were both 3D. And, of course, James Cameron disagreed with Tim Burton. Tim Burton's approach was to film it in 2D and then post-process it into three dimensions, whereas Avatar was made in 3D. But both films share one other credit. Production design is by Robert Stromberg, who is the visual effects guy 
for instance, with Tropic Thunder, but he is branching out into production design, and he has been production designer for exactly two films. Ooh. One is Alice in Wonderland, and the other one is Avatar. Oh. And let me tell you, this is a beautiful film. You must see it in the big theater. Yes, it'll be okay at home, but you must see oh, it absolutely. in the big theater. And be aware of the fact, even though 3D was done in post-production, mm-hmm. Be aware of the fact that it was planned for 3D from the very first pre-production mm-hmm. day. It's just the question of how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll find it pleasing. The cast is just fabulous. You have not only Mia Wazikowska from Australia as Alice, but Johnny Depp as oh. the Mad Hatter. I mean, what? who could be more perfectly cast as the Mad Hatter than Johnny he Depp? He <laughs> is perfect. Yeah. He is unbelievable. As is Helena Bonham Carter, the great British actress, most famous to some people as one of the stars of Fight Club uh-huh. by David Fincher. But she, as the Red Queen, uh-huh. defines evil <laughs> that is uh, whimsical evil, uh-huh. capricious evil. She is so evil. And, of course, she's the partner, the life partner of Tim Burton. They uh, they live together, and uh, and he has directed his wife, significant other into a tremendous performance. Anne Hathaway as the White Queen, unbelievable. She is so good. Uh, Crispin Glover as the Knave of Hearts. Matt Lucas as Tweedledum and Tweedledee, a wonderful British stand-up comic, perfectly used. Michael Sheen, the guy who played Tony Blair in the Mm -hmm. great movie The Queen, he he is playing the White Rabbit, the voice of the White Rabbit. Alan Rickman as the Blue Caterpillar. Original music by Danny Elfman, great music, and another spin-off album sort of inspired by this movie called Almost Alice, which has contemporary musicians doing rock, rap, folk, ska, all kinds of musical forms around the theme of Alice in Wonderland. But his his orchestral score for this is Mm -hmm. one of his best. So... In any so case, we're going to have to move on to... Moving along. Uh, anyway, it's great. So, so, it. so I was going to say, your recommendation is, because uh, I haven't had a chance to see it. I don't want to sit in the movie theaters uh, kind of coughing and <laughs> stuff at this point. But uh, it's top of my list to go see. And, and it's top of the B.O. charts. So the box uh-huh. office is very good. So it'll yeah. be around a while. Wonderful. Wonderful. So last weekend, we have a couple minutes. I'm very excited because we. I hope you will stay with us this morning. We have a uh, fantastic guest coming on. And we are going to be talking about hair in... in just a little bit um wonderful world of hair hair is mentioned and is and you know has somewhat of a prominent place in the tales of of J.R. Tolkien um so I hope you will stay with us but we want to mention because of course last weekend was the Academy Awards and we only have a couple of minutes um I was very excited that Avatar did win three very significant awards um which the, you probably know exactly which they are. The most significant to me is uh, special effects. Mm-hmm. As that team, including the Weta Digital folks from New Zealand that worked on Lord of the Rings, won a Scientific Technical Achievement Award at that awards uh, event a couple of weeks earlier. But, of course, Avatar won Best Special Effects. I mean, the special effects, it changes the vocabulary of cinema, Absolutely. is all I can say. And, uh, and art direction and... Um and, of course, cinematography. Cinematography, yeah. Which um, I think probably, uh, and and you and I both, you know, talked about that we feel, as far as we were th- so thrilled with, you know, what happened with Lord of the Rings at the Oscars that, you know, because of it being a fantasy film, some people were wondering if it was just even going to get any acknowledgement. But, you know, three years in a row sweeping the Oscars and last year taking Best Picture and uh, which I think was a first for fantasy films of course and then of course again this year Avatar a fantasy film three major Oscars and uh, which which is which is wonderful and of course we are so excited because the Hobbit movies will be coming out in a couple of years and we are so excited to see what Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro are going to be doing with that and uh, that leads us into that you have some uh, news about what is going on with the movie, correct? Oh, my gosh. James McAvoy replaced in I'm With Cancer. As we all know, James McAvoy has been rumored for a long time to be Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit. And we know of him from 
from the Narnia Tales, correct? The Narnia Tales. He played the fawn. Right. He's a very, very good. Just many, a- many people know him from Wanted, the film that he did with Angelina Jolie, where he was excellent in a different role entirely. Uh-huh. He's a fabulous actor. But he was replaced in I'm With Cancer. And according to the MTV source, he was dropped out, quote, for personal reasons. Now, to understand this, filming had already begun, Tani. You never quit a film after it begins filming unless, A, you're dying with cancer or some horrible thing, (laughs) which this is a movie about someone else having cancer, or B, you are cast in in, in The Hobbit. I mean, everyone is looking at this and saying, what on earth? There's no report of any illness, no death in the family, nothing bad happened to James McAvoy, and yet he dropped out when principal photography was occurring, that is, as the movie was being made. This is unprecedented. And so, I mean, basically, uh, this is a big hint. This is a big rumor? Yes. In spite of IMDB.com still has David Tennant as rumored for Bilbo Baggins, but this is hard evidence, I would say, that James McAvoy is going to be your Bilbo. Oh, that would be so delightful. Oh, he's a great actor and, and worthy to follow in the steps of Ian Holm. Yes, uh, and I, I was just reading last night, and uh, in um, some passages from uh, Lothlorien, where, and I think a lot of times people don't realize that in the movies, um, you know, you have the Council of Elrond, and it looks like they literally the fellowship is decided and they go out the next day, but in the books they are actually um, they have the Council of Elrond, and the only thing that is actually decided decided is that Frodo is going, and that. Um, Sam will be accompanying him. Uh, Aragorn goes out, uh, you know, on errand with the sons of Elrond, as with many messengers, because they want to find out where the nine riders are before they send the rest of the fellowship out and decide who that company is going to be. So there's literally like about two months that uh, Frodo and Sam and Miriam Pippin um, are there just getting to hang out with Bilbo, uh, looking at the book that he's been writing, uh, Bilbo getting caught up on all of their adventures thus far, and what has been, you know, what had been going on in Bag End with, uh, since he had been gone. So I thought, oh, you know, what a lovely thing that would have been to have seen some of that filmed of the just the the precious time of of the, all the hobbits together for a couple of months there in Rivendell, where it talks about how cares fade away and and um, your spirits are lightened and. Uh, it, it mentions even that Frodo almost kind of wished that he would never have to leave. Yes, and I'm looking forward to seeing Rivendell again in The Hobbit. Yes, and uh, with um, uh, um, the, 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 his his name is on the tip of my tongue, and now I just it just left me again. Um, the that plays Elrond. Uh, oh, Hugo gosh, Weaving. Hugo yes. Weaving. Yes, I think he's already, isn't he already cast? He's already cast as He is already rumored, yes. Yes, yay. (laughs) So uh, it is coming up just about on our time for our guests to be calling in, and we have not even had a chance to read. I am going to let you do a little reading, uh, because hair, uh, here we are this morning, we are going to be talking about hair, wonderful hair, I love hair, and I love, too, that, um, and many of us find that um, we don't have as much of it as we would like. Um, I have been... um, I had an adventure at one point. I don't currently have extensions in my hair, but I love extensions. These are these little things that they put in your hair that can make your hair longer or make your hair thicker. Um, I had extensions for a couple of years, actually, through uh, the salon of the person we're going to be interviewing this morning, Lee Anthony and Company. And Lee had let me have this wonderful, fun adventure. Uh, during part of my adventure, my now going on eight years of my adventure of my life as an elf, but I always wanted to have long hair, and I'd, I'd had very short hair for a long time, and it was growing out a little bit, but it just didn't look very elvish to me. So I had extensions put in and got to have long, swingy hair, and now my hair's grown out, and I don't uh, need to have the extensions, but it was wonderful fun. And I, But I also learned so much at... Uh, Lee Anthony's salon because it's a it's a very unique salon in that it has private rooms and they do a lot of work with people who have hair loss issues. They do a lot of work with cancer patients who are losing their hair. When I first met Lee, the first thing that I thought of was, oh, I wish I would have known about him when my mother went through her own um, cancer treatment because of all the things that had to do with her cancer treatment. Uh, the thing that was most devastating to her was losing all of her hair. She felt like she didn't want to go out into public. She just wanted to stay so she didn't feel pretty as a woman. And it was very, very difficult. And we went out and got a wig for her, but it, it wasn't, I think it would have been made 
so much of a difference had we had known of a place like Lee Anthony and Company where we could have gone into private rooms and tried different wigs and nobody would have ever even necessarily known that her hair had fallen out and she would have had something because now they have wigs that you cannot tell the difference. You could even swim and sleep in these wigs that they're so comfortable. Yes. Uh, there's a line of wigs called Amy's Presence that are from a movie star. So anyway, we'll be talking to Lee, but there's oh, some wonderful passages in The Lord of the Rings. Oh and, my gosh. And there's one that is very special where the fellowship is leaving Rivendell and they... Leaving Lorien. Leave, I'm sorry, leaving Lothlorien and they've all been given gifts from Galadriel and her company. And uh, But there's a special request that one of the company makes. So I'm going to let you right. jump into that right. and I'm going to answer the right. telephone. There's, there's presence of hair... In, in every area of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. In The Hobbit, you recall Thorin Oakenshield saying to Bilbo, may the hair on his toes never fall off. So hair is very important. But as Tani mentions in the Farewell to Lorien chapter of The Fellowship of the Ring, we have this passage. This is Galadriel starting out. And what gift would a dwarf ask of the elves, said Galadriel, turning to Gimli. None, lady, answered Gimli. It is enough for me to have seen the lady of the Galadrim, and to have heard her gentle words. Hear, all ye elves, she cried to those about her. Let none say again that dwarves are grasping and ungracious. Yet surely, Gimli, son of Glowen, you desire something that I could give? Name it, I bid you. You shall not be the only guest without a gift." "'There is nothing, Lady Galadriel,' said Gimli, bowing low and stammering. "'Nothing, unless it might be, unless it is permitted to ask, nay, to name a single strand of your hair, which surpasses the gold of the earth as the stars surpass the gems of the mine. I do not ask for such a gift, but you commanded me to name my desire.' The elves stirred and murmured with astonishment, and Celeborn gazed at the dwarf in wonder, but the lady smiled." It is said that the skill of the dwarves is in their hands rather than in their tongues, she said. Yet that is not true of Gimli, for none have ever made to me a request so bold and yet so courteous. And how shall I refuse, since I commanded him to speak? But tell me, what would you do with such a gift? Treasure it, lady, he answered, in memory of your words to me at our first meeting. And if ever I return to the smithies of my home, it shall be set in imperishable crystal to be an heirloom of my house and a pledge of goodwill between the mountain and the wood until the end of days. Then the lady unbranded, unbraided one of her long tresses and cut off three golden hairs and laid them in Gimli's hand. These words shall go with the gift, she said. I do not foretell, for all foretelling is now vain. On the one hand lies darkness, on the other only hope. But if hope should not fail... Then I say to you, Gimli, son of Glowen, that your hands shall flow with gold, and yet over you gold shall have no dominion. Isn't that beautiful? And we do see there a healing. Um, of course, we know, some of us know that earlier on, uh, Gimli was not even going to be allowed into the golden wood because of the you know, kind of rift between elves and dwarves. Right. And uh, and a very special gift. That's a, such a beautiful, beautiful passage. The hair more valuable than gold. Yeah. And the hair then that later yields tons and tons of gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we see uh, this. So this comes into the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. But we see also, even before that in Tolkien's writings, in the lay, uh, the story of Beren and Luthien, of course, you know, one of my favorite, favorite stories, the uh, story of the first um, wedding of elf and mortal. And uh, But Luthien, Beren, has been captured and is in the, the, uh, the dungeons of Morgoth, of Sauron, actually. And um, Luthien hears of it, wants to go and rescue him. Uh, Daron, unfortunately, the minstrel, um, betrays her to her father, the knowledge that she's planning to leave, and her father sets her up in a tree, in a, in a giant tree, because he cannot bear the thought that something terrible would befall his daughter. Um, but she, uh, in her great love for Beren, uh, knows that she must go and do what she can, as an elf princess would. Um, and so it says here, it, here this is from of Beren and Lucien, 
It is told in the Lay of Lithian how she escaped from the house in Hirolon, Hirolon, for she put forth her arts of enchantment and caused her hair to grow to great length, and of it she wove a dark robe that wrapped her beauty like a shadow, and it was laden with a spell of sleep. Of the strands that remained, she twined a rope, and she let it down from her window, and as the end swayed above the guards that sat beneath the tree, they fell into a deep slumber. Then Luthien climbed from her prison, and shrouded in her shadowy cloak, she escaped from all eyes and vanished out of Doriath. Isn't that amazing? I love that. I'm like, here she was, she, when she put forth her arts of enchantment, and caused her hair to grow, and the hair was enchanted, and she was able to escape from the tree. A little bit like the uh, tail of Rumpelstiltskin there. <laughs> yes, yes. So hair is not only beautiful, but it is useful. Absolutely. So this morning, as I mentioned, I'm very excited. We're going to have a little bit of transition music here. And then our special guest, Milo, this morning is Lee Anthony of Lee Anthony & Company, um, a full-service salon right here in Costa Mesa. And we are going to be talking about some of the wonderful things having to do with hair. Um, hair fun, hair fashion, hair repair, um, growing hair that's disappeared. Wow. <laughs> yes. So um, if you are just tuning in, this is What Would Arwen Do? I am Tani Tenuviel, my co-host. Milo Lomestown. Milo Lomestown. And this is... KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and we are also on the web at KUCI.org and KUCTalk.org for our podcast. So we'll have a little bit of, I think we'll have a little Hobbit music just as we transition in to um, greeting our guests this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. That enchanting music by Howard Shore from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. The, um, the Fellowship of the Ring, that is not from the complete recordings. That is the version from the original soundtrack. Uh, but I love that one. Always concerning Hobbits brings me right back to the movie. Oh, it really stirs me to the bones. <laughs> so the, as we mentioned before, and in case you're just tuning in, this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM. And streaming live on the internet at KUCI.org. We are Tony Tenuvial and Milo Lomesdown, Elf and the Hobbit, here on What Would Arwen Do? And this morning we are going to be talking to you about hair. <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing of hair. And our very special guest in just a few moments is Lee Anthony, who is the founder of uh, Lee Anthony and Company a full-service salon specializing in custom hair systems and wigs. And Lee has been... Oh, what did I do with all my papers? <laughs> Lee is a, such a wonderful blessing. He is referred to very often by his staff and those who know him as the maestro. He is... Not only has he been a stylist for over 20 years, but he is, in, in my estimation, not only just... a a master with hair and making people look fantastic, but he's also very good at uh, fixing things. He's, I guess you would say he's something of a wizard <laughs> as well. Yes, I was looking at his website, his wonderful website, www.leeanthony.com, and he has used this newfangled thing called a laser mm -hmm. to help with hair. We will be talking to Lee about laser hair therapy. And uh, Lee has been, his training includes all the major hair product companies, ISO, Redkin, Sebastian, Clariol, Matrix, Rimbo, the list goes on and on. He's been a hair addition specialist since 1989, and he's uh, certified in many areas. So Lee also just, I love because he continues to take classes, he's always going off to learn new things about about hair for those of us that uh, are concerned with, you know, want to look, want to look nice and uh, I know for myself, I originally found Lee when I was having a hair disaster. I had gotten extensions through another salon, 
and you have to get them replaced occasionally or they start to tangle in your hair. And I'd gone back and the person didn't come in that was supposed to fix them. So someone else started working on it and didn't know what they were doing. And it was just the biggest disaster. And um, long story short is they said, we need to send you to someone who really knows how to fix this. And they ended up uh, calling over to Lee Anthony's salon. And as it turned out, um, they're so busy over there, but they knew how distressed I was. And they squeezed me in that afternoon and fixed my problem. Not only that, uh, but does, I was suspecting at the time that my hair was starting to break off from being over-treated. And sure enough, it was. And so Lee not only fixed my hair, I was able to get wonderful new extensions that I had for, for a couple of years that were so fun and allowed my hair to grow out. And much of my broken hair, which you can see now, Milo, I do not have broken off uh, little hair pieces. No, your elf hair is is <laughs> very beautiful, Tani. Well, thank you. And it's all thanks to my friend, Lee Anthony. And so um, just to, uh, real quick to mention, what was the website again for in case people want to check it out? www.leeanthony.com. That's L-E-E-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Com. And they are located right here in Costa Mesa. They're very close by. So they're right at the uh, end of 17th Street. And all of their contact information is available on their website. And their uh, phone number, in case you want uh, to give them a call, is 949-515-0631. Again, 949-515-0631. And um, they're open Tuesdays through Saturdays. And as I mentioned before, they have these wonderful private rooms, and we'll talk a little bit more about that after we uh, get Lee on the phone. So, Lee, are you there? Yes, I am, Tani. Good morning. Good morning, Tani. How are you? I'm great. Thank you and so good much. good morning, Milo. Good morning, Lee. I'm so excited to read about this laser hair enhancement. <laughs> okay, great, great. Uh, well, we've talked a little bit just about the salon in general and about my uh, adventure with uh, getting to meet you and you being my, in a sense, knight in shining armor many years ago. Gosh, how long has it been now? I guess uh, like three or four, five, maybe six, seven or eight years now. Yeah, it's it's pretty long, Connie. Time it, <laughs> goes yeah. by very fast. Yeah, it does amazingly. <laughs> so, could you share just a little bit with us about your your passion for doing hair and and your experience? How you how you happen to get into the world of of hair? Actually, my passion uh, for doing hair is I really can't explain how it started because I was so young when I started doing hair. I actually started doing hair when I was 12 years old. Mm. And uh, one of the greatest things for me is making people feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody can come into the salon, and uh, especially with, uh, with the way we treat a lot of medical people, mm-hmm. with illnesses, things like that, and their most important thing is they want to feel normal. They want to feel themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what the most rewarding thing is that I do is making people feel really good about themselves. You know, they feel human. They don't feel like everybody's going to be staring at them and pitying them, don't know, so on and so forth. Right. So that, that is the greatest passion of, of my profession. And with my profession, you know, I had the opportunity to do so many things to help people. You know, there. In the beauty industry, there's just so many things you can do. You know, you don't necessarily have to be behind a chair working on hair. You can be doing other things, like creating things for people, coming up with products, you know, or selling products to people, really. (laughs) Right, right. Well, one of the things that's amazing about uh, your salon and one of, and also I very much appreciate that on your website at leeanthony.com, you have pictures of uh, the salon of the rooms of the the wig rooms the um, of the staff and the the different rooms and it's wonderful because this I've I've never seen a salon like exactly like this before most salons you go into and there's uh, a row of you know stations of people that work on people's hair but you have uh, four is it four or five private rooms. And a large wig room that is nothing but wigs, where people can go in the comfort of this room, try on different wigs that would be appropriate for them, 
And I love because you do work a lot with people that are going through, uh, you know, cancer therapy or different reasons, you know, alopecia, different reasons that they are going through um, hair loss and they just want to feel good about themselves. Yeah, one thing about our salon, our salon is set up uh, a very family atmosphere, uh, very comfortable, very relaxed. We fun work in music. You have rooms. really fun music. <laughs> fun music. Uh, we have private rooms to respect people's privacy. We also have a um, very large wig room, like you mentioned, which is great because a lot of times people do like to bring their friends and family with them so they're able to go in there and be all alone with the family and friends, you know, uh-huh. try on different wigs, and then we'll come in and help them, so on and so forth. And um, one thing about it, you know, people need to have a private atmosphere when they when they come in there, and they also need to have a very relaxed atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And because people spend a lot of time with us, you know, right. <laughs> like, you it know, sometimes when you come there, <laughs> you're spending hours with us, and right. you need to be very, very comfortable. Right. That's and a, uh, have your own little space without anybody interfering. That that sounds really, really lovely. I may need to tell my hobbit wife to visit you sometime. <laughs> Uh, this is Milo, and I'm interested in new technologies. And you have new technologies for hair replacement and hair restimulation, repairing hair. And can you tell us something about the laser? I mean, the uh, it's amazing that you use lasers for hair enhancement. I know a lot of people think lasers are going to remove hair, and actually, we actually enhance the hair to grow. Uh, what the laser actually does, it will help to stimulate the hair follicle that will enhance the appearance of your hair. Um, laser therapy is fairly, fairly new. It's only been um, around for the last couple of years. What it does, it actually stimulates the hair follicle. You know, you, you would make a commitment. It takes a couple months to see any type of results. And uh, when you come in for your consultation, we even do an, an analyzing of your scalp to see if you are a candidate. You know, because a lot of times, you know, you don't want to get people's hopes up if uh, that thing is not going to work for them. So when they come in for their consultation, we do a complete scalp analysis. We have a microscope that will go in there. And what we do with the microscope, we actually look for dormant hairs that are laying there. And this is exactly what the laser will do. It will stimulate the hair follicle around those dormant hairs or those little fine hairs that we often see throughout our our hairline or throughout our scalp. And we think that our hair is breaking off. Well, actually what it is is new hair that's not very, very strong. So with the laser, this will help to stimulate the growth of it. Also, too, we have a lot of hair products that really work, a lot of topical solutions, you know, we have one great system called Hair Support, which consists of shampoos, conditioners, and vitamins. It's very, very important to have a very clean, healthy scalp. This will enable your hair to actually grow. You know, a lot of times we think we use really good professional products, but actually they can be going in there and really coating the scalp area. And with this Hair Support line, it actually goes in there and gives a very, very clean environment to allow our hair to grow. And then we also have another great, great thing to actually help repair people who have very damaged hair or have damaged their hair throughout the time, and that is called a keratin treatment. Uh, some people call it a Brazilian blowout. What it actually is is we're putting keratin back into the hair and actually repairing it. And uh, this is great for a lot of people who have extremely curly hair or what everybody says their hair is very frizzy, very fuzzy. This will go in there and actually help to mend their hair by putting more keratin into it. So we have quite a few different uh, solutions to help people with their damaged hair or to actually help to repair their hair and help to grow their hair. Well, that's really great. Uh, The web page on the laser hair enhancement says that you can call for a free consultation. Is that right? Yes, all our consultations are free. Wow, that's just wonderful. So again, that number is 
1-800-227-0631. And Lee, it's, it's, I find this very exciting because I think a lot of people say, well, you know, if hair isn't growing anymore, it just can't grow. And yet, uh, many of us know about, you know, in the last uh, couple of years, this new thing, uh, like with the Revital Lash, which uh, supposedly makes your eyelashes grow. And I was very skeptical. Um, however, I am a little bit of an older elf, and I had noticed, you know, uh, the last few years that my eyelashes just weren't as thick as they used to be because I used to curl them and, you know, just do different things. And I thought, well, I'm going to try this stuff, and I'll see if it actually works. And I have been amazed. See, Hobbit, you know, yeah. batting my no, eyelashes. I mean, but, I mean and, and someone else might not be able to notice. Your eyelashes are great, Tommy, you elf. <laughs> but I actually experienced my eyelashes, took about a month or two, but my eyelashes are probably at least 50% thicker than they were before. I can tell because I'm putting mascara on them every day. And I think, well, if you can do that with your eyelashes, if you can re-stimulate the growth, why couldn't you do it with your head? And, Lee, you guys are doing it right there. Oh, you can do it with your head, and you guys are doing it right over there at Lee Anthony and Company. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's like me. You know, I'm very skeptical a lot of times on different products, uh, you know, that say they're going to enhance the hair growth or the lashes, anything like that. So basically what we do is before we really introduce it into the public or to our clients, we actually try it on ourselves for a month to two months to see if it actually really works because I find that is the – most deceiving thing to do to somebody is to lead them down the wrong track. Right. You know, because you're dealing with people's feelings here. Right. You know, you need to be really honest with them and actually sell them a product that really, really does work. And that's the only way that we sell anything is we actually use it on ourselves for anywhere from one month to two months to three months, depending on how long that we're told it's actually going to work before yeah. we start introducing it to our clients. And I just want to say real quickly, too, because people might think, oh, laser, you know, they're thinking about sitting in a room with lasers bouncing around. <laughs> it's actually, uh, the machine looks just like uh, like a hairdryer uh, bonnet, right. right? Yeah. yeah. It's very, so, very comfortable. So if you, sat in, if, you sat, if you sat in a salon under a hairdryer, it's basically about the same thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's very comfortable to do. All you need to do is make sure that your hair is clean by using the hair support system. And you would come in and you would spend 30 minutes. You would just sit under the laser. I mean, your hair can actually be completely finished, ready for work. You can be dressed for work. Your makeup on, everything, nothing really happens. You just sit underneath this machine with these red beams that just hit your scalp area. This is just amazing. It doesn't get hot. It doesn't blow air. It doesn't do anything. Right. Well, uh, um, the hobbit Milo here has some experience with computers, and it turns out you're using Class 3A lasers, 650 nanometers. And so that's basically the same kind of laser I use when I'm presenting. It's like Mm -hmm. a laser pointer but probably more advanced technology. Yes, yes, it's very similar to a laser pointer. That's exactly what it looks like. There's like 900 and some laser pointers inside this hood. But I had a question. Beaming down on your scalp. I had a question, Lee. Uh, you yes. said you got started in this 12 years old, which is about the same time I got started in my career. But what was it that inspired you about this? What was it inspired you about cosmetology at the age of 12? Was it seeing, uh, you know, beautiful women in the movies? Was it uh, 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 your mother and, and seeing how she used this? What, what was it that inspired Actually, you? That's how it was. It was my mother. <laughs> Actually, my mother, the neighbor, her friends, you know, this is back in, I'm talking back in the 60s. I've been doing hair now for, it's going to be like almost 45 years. Yeah. And this was back in the 60s, and I, we lived out in the country, and, you know, back then, most of our mothers did not drive. They were stay-home moms, you know, they worked at home, and naturally, too, we come from a very large family, so money was very, very tight, so they would do each other's hair, and I used to sit, and I used to watch, and I became very, very fascinated, because it I thought it was very creative. I was able to go in there and actually create something on somebody. Yeah. Completely change somebody's look, you know. Or, and it just became very, very fascinating with me. You know, instead of outside playing like a normal child would do, I would be sitting in the kitchen watching <laughs> them do each other's hair. <laughs> and, and later in life, because uh, you shared this story with me, um, one of the things I would like to mention, too, is that... Uh, 
with regards to the wigs and the extensions and the fact that you actually make you make hair replacement uh, systems for people and you actually m- you have a full several lines of wigs, but you also make hair pieces, custom hair pieces, and wigs there in the salon. You actually have a room where there there are artisans and craftspeople that are actually making the products right there on the premises. Is that correct? Yes, we we actually do a lot of custom made hair systems for people. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people who come in that uh, are not comfortable wearing a wig or they have a certain area that they have a problem with, we can actually go in there and design something for them, whether it be extensions or a hair system or actually even take a wig and maybe cut different parts of it out. Because I have a team of people who help me. I have people who built the systems for me, and I also have people who actually add the hair in. And that's one thing great about us. We can actually go in there and take a wig off of a shelf and actually customize it to fit you, you know, whether we need to take the hair out, make the cap smaller, we'll help you through your whole time that you're wearing this wig, that you need to wear it. We also have wigs for religious reasons, too, because there are a lot of people out there that do cover their hair for their religious beliefs. But it's, it's, a, it's a great thing uh, that we do, I mean, because we... When we start out making something customized for you, we actually go way, way back to the basics, just like they do in Hollywood. You know, they make the plaster mold of the person's head form and take it off from there. We do our own blending of our hair. We buy hair in in bundles. We don't actually purchase hair from clients. I have distributors who um, process the hair for me, and then we actually make the colors ourselves. So we blend the colors together by using hackles and things like that. And you have, uh, you actually do have wigs that people can sleep in and they can swim in. Can actually swim in. Them. Yeah, yes. amazing. It's amazing. Have you ever done any film or television work, Lee? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I have too busy. clients who are in the industry, but I haven't really actually done anything on location or anything like that. You certainly could. <laughs> I certainly could. But, but of course, that would... a lot of time to I do was, that. Yeah, I was going to say, that would just mean that you would have to find some spare time, which uh, yeah. you don't because you're, you're pretty busy over running your own salon, which is a wonderful thing, and I'm very grateful for you for not running off to Hollywood. Uh, but staying here in Orange County uh, to to serve the needs of the people around around here in Orange County. Again, my guest this morning, our guest this morning is Lee Anthony of Lee Anthony and Company, and their website is www.leeanthony.com. Uh, if you'd like a free consultation, nine four nine five one five zero six three one. And uh, Lee, we are just about out of time here. Already? Um, yes, amazing. Oh my gosh, I time know. flies. Um, so can you just say something for people who are, because uh, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that are just maybe not feeling like, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't feel really great about my hair. I've been going to this. Uh, there was a lady I talked to the other day who said, your hair looks so wonderful. My hair has been breaking off. Where do you go? And I said, go to the maestro. <laughs> um, but maybe just encourage people that there's something that, that they can do to not be discouraged. But the best thing to do is to, to call us, you know, at, uh, for a free consultation. We will gladly see you. We take anywhere from 30 minutes to one hour, and we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll find out really exactly what you want, and actually, too, we'll be very honest with you if it can be done, and actually the benefits that will come out of what that we do for your hair. Wonderful. You know, that, that is the important thing is, you know, just to take the time to sit and listen to the customer. And being in the business that I am in as far as uh, giving people hair for reasons of as far as medical reasons or just that the hair has gotten thin throughout their life, you know, we actually stop and we actually listen to that person. Yeah. You know, and that, that is the most important thing to do. It's like we all know, you know, when we go to the doctor, we have so many things we want to ask them, but very seldom do we get time to have him sit with us and let us ask him all those questions. Right. So that's the very, very important thing in our profession, and that seems to be something that a lot of people don't do. They don't take the time to listen to what the person really wants. Well, I want to thank you for doing that, and also just on a personal level, um, because I have gone to salons before where I go in and I tell the hair 
the hairstylist what it is I want, and then they end up doing what they want, what they think will look good on me, you know, and I get my hair cut a lot shorter than I wanted or into a cut that I don't know what to do with when I get home, and I have never in all of my years with you ever come out with anything but just being so happy with a haircut that looks great on me, a hair color that looks great on me, and I can go home and I can do it myself as well. That's why your hair looks so great, Tani, you elf, is because (laughs) Lee does it. It's, It's amazing. It's beautiful and perfect shape and perfect color. Thank you. Lee, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being on the program this morning. Thank you for having me. And again, what it, could you just give your website and your uh, street address uh, in case people are interested and want to stop by and see the salon? They can go to our website at www.leeanthony.com and we're located in Costa Mesa at 1001 West 17th Street, Suite H is in Hare in Costa Mesa. And our phone number is 949-515-0631 and we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being in the world, helping us all sure. to look beautiful. Sure, Tony. Thank you. It was nice meeting you, Milo. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. And that is just about going to wrap it up for our show. Oh, no, Wasn't that fascinating? That was so fascinating with the lasers. Who would have, I would have never imagined. I never knew. And it's funny because uh, Lee did mention how um, he, um, how he, they try it there. So I, I, it's funny because I've actually seen Lee's hair getting thicker. Uh, <laughs> the, it was it was a little while ago when he was first uh, trying the laser therapy. I was like, what's going on with your hair? It looks like it's getting thicker. He's like, yeah, I've been using this laser thing. And it's it's really amazing. And, and uh, as he mentioned, I love the fact that they don't try to sell to everybody because there are certain conditions where they, it will not re-stimulate the growth. But there are very many conditions that people have when they're having thinning hair or something and they don't realize that it, it doesn't have to be that way. It can actually actually have things that can re-stimulate it just to make your hair nice and thick again. And like uh, any good wizard, Lee has many spells that he can cast. <laughs> Absolutely. Laser spells, carotene spells. Yes. And just make us hobbits, elves, dwarves all look good. Even humans. <laughs> and have fun with it, too. And it is a very fun salon there. They're a, fun, a very fun bunch of people over there. So uh, we'll be back, uh, Milo, uh, I guess in two more weeks, uh, maybe with news of um, continuing in this time slot or moving into a new uh, time slot as a new adventure. Who knows what, mm-hmm. what can happen, but we'll be back in, uh, in two weeks. And it'll be good. And it will be good, and you'll have more news from us about the movies. Thank you so much for staying up on that and giving us that excellent report on Alice in Wonderland. You're welcome, Tani. It was great to hear you introduce me to Lee Anthony. <laughs> well, uh, to all of our friends, we want to... Oh, and uh, we've, we forgot to thank our friends who are listening in, both on the Internet and through uh, through right here in Orange County. If people can't listen in, and we do broadcast to most of Orange County, California, but people can listen through the Internet, so we wanna, I want to say a very special hello to all of our friends, especially our friends who are listening in from Tolkien Online, thewondering.com, one of my favorite uh, Lord of the Rings uh, Middle-Earth communities, and, um, and also just to our friends who are listening here locally. And our friends who are listening to this after the fact on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you all, too. And if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, askanelf at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. Boy, that's true. <laughs> so until next week, we will say, Alen Salalumin Amentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. My dear friend. And meeting you again today has been a wonderful education (laughs) and time of fun and laughter. Yes. Well, and next month, I'm very excited. Uh, Actually, I think uh, next week, we next time we meet, we may be talking, because we'll be getting close to Easter, we'll be talking about some of the spirituality of Middle Earth. And then, of course, in April, we have National Poetry Month. Oh, my gosh. I love poetry. I know. That's going to be a fun month. Okay. And hopefully, I think we're going to be having special guests during that time. So, hope people will come back again. Uh, this is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and on the web at KUCI.org. And... Uh, the greatest radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Absolutely. And here is Coco B, who is the host of host of Yogi World. Who knows? Yogi World may be back soon. And singing Annie Lennox's Into the West. And until two weeks. Bye-bye, my friend. Bye-bye, Tani. <laughs> no matter yet.